Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday, <clears throat> April the 12th, 2018. The time is 9.33 p.m. You just heard I Get Joy, Joy, Just Thinking About What He's Done For Me by Gospel Sister Duo, Mary Mary, that's Erica and Tina Campbell. Big shout out to them for making waves in gospel as a sister duo. Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. <clears throat> Tonight is Thursday night's weekly Food for the Soul Bible study session, where you will be spiritually fed week after week. There is a blessing in store for you. All you need is to face the grain of a mustard seed. Dr. Bishop Alphamore is on the air preaching the word of God. Are you hungry? The word of God will take away the hunger and quench your thirst. Tonight is weekly Bible study session where Dr. Moore, he will give you a topic and he will preach you with the staff floor and you will be able to spiritually feed day after day for the next seven days. Quick announcement. Happy birthday, Dr. Bishop Alphamore. His birthday service celebration is going to be Sunday, April 15, 2018, during the morning service at Greater Our Nations Church. So if you're in the L.A. area and you want to meet our beloved Dr. Bishop Alphamore, our radio host and preacher for Blessings by Grace Radio, go to 8516 South Thompson Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90001. The church will be celebrating his 78th birthday celebration at the church. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Dr. Alfred Moore. God bless. God bless you again, amen, in radio land, and God bless my granddaughter, amen, tonight. Thank the Lord, amen, for those announcements, praise the Lord, and uh, those of you, amen, that is attending the church, govern yourself accordingly, amen. As she made a statement tonight, amen, this is Thursday night, amen. We are thanking the Lord for all of your prayers and your support, and we are going to bring you uh Food for a thought tonight. Amen. Something to help carry you on. Amen. Done your weekly tests and your weekly trials that, amen, we all go through it. We are going to bring you something to encourage you. And we're going to, amen, come from the book of Philippians, 
chapter 3, verse 10 through 20. And it reads like this. And I always say you put on your spiritually mind when you're with Dr. Moore, amen, because God is the spirit, and we that worship him, we must worship him in spirit and in truth. Take the carnality away. Amen. That's the Lord to give you a revelation. Amen. Give you a spiritual mind. It reads to say, Amen, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I may obtain unto the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I have already obtained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, <coughs> I count not myself to, to have apprehended, but this is one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward unto those things which are before me. I'm pressing toward the mark for the prize, a higher calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as being perfect, be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereunto we have already obtained, let us walk by the same rule and let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. For many for many walk for whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemy of the cross of Jesus Christ. Whom in is destruction, who God is their belly, and whom glory is in their shame who mind earthly things. Father conversation is in heaven, from which also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I read you the entire, amen, third chapter, verse 10 through 20. And I want to, amen, encourage you tonight, praise the Lord. As Paul, amen, is also encouraging himself. Paul is saying, amen, that I may know him. That is quite a challenging in one life that can confess to him and say that I, I know him. But this was a different knowing. Paul wanted to know him in the Instrumenting of his spirit. 
He wanted to know him from the inside. He didn't want to just merely know him, what is your name? That was not good enough for Paul. Some of us just want to know him by his name. But no, that's not good enough. Paul said, I want to, and then I may know him and the power of his resurrection. There is some power in him. And I want to know him in that kind of power and the fellowship of his suffering. There is something that when I suffer with him in the fellowship of his suffering, I want to know the depth and I want to know the meaning of this. I don't just want to go through suffering and saying, I'm suffering for Jesus. I want to know. I want to know him. I want to know him. Hallelujah. I know that question probably have arrived in many Christian minds today. And then just one of them in their mind, well, I don't know why I'm suffering. But have you ever asked yourself, I want to know him in the fellowship of his suffering? Being made conformable unto his death. Amen. We are made, amen, conformable unto him in his death. When we were born again of water and spirit, we began an exciting journey to an everlasting destination. Our ultimate goal is to hear our master say, well done. That is what we all want to hear him say, amen, when we meet him at that final time of our life, we hope to hear him say, well done. However, we must own the girl of life and, in, and endure the fire trial that come. We got fire trials, amen, that come, amen, is to test each one of us. And just because you're going through fire your trials. It does not mean that you are saved. It don't mean, amen, that the Lord ran off and left you. Through these fire trials, it teaches us how to grow and get intimately with the Lord and understand him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Knowing, all, knowing that all things working together for good to them that love is God. To them who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8 and 28. Furthermore, we must go through of being called chosen and faithful. We are God's chosen people. We are God's faithful people. And the Bible teaches us, be thou faithful unto death. Not faithful when you well, not faithful when you got amen, everything at your fingertip. You can say, I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord, for all of your goodness. But when you down on your, I, I hate to say that word, love. But when you down, amen, it don't seem like nothing working for you. Be thou faithful unto death. When you know you're just about to leave out of this world, be as faithful to the Lord then 
as you are when you was up on your feet. And he gave you all your blessings and benefits. Oh, my God. On our road of discovering, we must constantly measure our progress by Christ's example. Are we living like Jesus lived? Every day that we live, amen, are, are, are we seeing a difference in our life? Are you seeing the flesh decrease and the spirit of the Lord increase? One day we will reach our destination. It's not going to be long, church. We're going to reach our destination. A place called heaven. And we will exchange our old veiled bodies, this old sickly, this old weakly body, amen, that we have on, amen, for eternal glorious body. Like he is. This old body, amen, this old mortal body that we have on now, amen, this old monster going to be put off and we're going to put on immortality. Paul used the statement that should encourage all of us. He says, I'm pressing. I'm pressing. I'm pressing towards the mark. It's not easy, amen, when you when you press towards something. You've got to give everything that you have. And you can't let nobody disencourage you, amen, uh, 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 amen, from doing what you know you need to. I'm pressing every day of my life. And, I, and, and every believer that is, amen, on their way to heaven, they're pressing, they're pressing. It's not easy. It's not easy. But you got a determined mind. You got a determined mind. Paul says, "Amen." And and and, and Roman, "Amen." Uh, uh, he says, "I'll let nothing separate me from the love of God." I don't care what it is. I'm not going to let nothing come and separate me from the love of God. I'm pressing. I'm going to hold out. I'm going to see what the end is going to be. Paul declared to the Philippians, amen, his deepest root desire that I may know him. I may know him. You know, that's my desire, and I hope it's every believer desire, amen, tonight. I may know him. I, I want to know him. I don't, do, I, don't, I don't only merely want to know him by his name, but I want to know his character. I want to know his attributes. I want to know him. Although mankind has always possessed a desire to know God, mankind is a funny creature. They have a desire to know God. They, they'll worship some of anything. That's why, amen, we got so many idol gods, amen, and so many uh, a false uh, uh, worship today because man has a nature, amen, he want to worship something. He, he wants to, amen, be part of, of something. But, oh, praise the Lord. There is nothing like being part of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. His limited experience provides little help in the faithfulness of that passion. 
upon the arrival of God in human model, in human form. Finally has the perfect opportunity to learn personal about him. When he called a man, the invisible that had been invisible for I don't know how many years, the invisible came to be visible. What we couldn't see, the Lord put it so that we could see. Jesus was invisible, but then, amen, God made him visible that we could see him, see him walk upon, amen, the face of the earth. They were able, amen, is to observe him, amen, in his way he lived, the way he treated people, and the way, amen, people treated him. Paul was one of these, amen, that had an experience with the Lord on earth. Many of us, amen, we don't have that experience no more, amen. Praise the Lord, because Jesus died and went on back in the glory, amen. But Paul had an experience with the Lord on earth. And his epistle, John, declared, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked it upon, and our hands have held of the word of life. First John one and one. That was God Himself. The common man made manifest itself in flesh. Come as a little bitty baby. Put on that humanity part and come and stay with us for thirty three long years. For the first time in human history, God made himself tangible to mankind so that he could be seen from an earthly viewpoint. I want to know him, amen, God said, let me, let me come down and I, I'm going to show you who I am. You're going to be able to touch me. You're going to be able to talk to me. But Jesus, Jesus was God manifesting in the flesh, First Timothy 3 and 16. And not another person of the Godhead visited earth. It was another, another person in the Godhead visited earth. Moreover, the church is built up on this revelation of who Jesus is, Matthew 16 chapter, verse 13 through 18. It is built upon this. This revelation, Lord, reveal yourself to me. Many of us calling on Jesus, and we still don't know who he is. Many of us accepting his blessing, and we still don't know who he is. He says to his disciples, have I been so long a time with you, and yet you don't know me? You witness the miracles that I have performed, and still you don't know me. You, you even seen me walk on the water, and you still don't know me. Many of us, amen, is calling on him, but we still don't know him. That's why we need, amen, him to reveal himself unto us. 
as a monotheist Jew. Paul at first had difficult accepting the idea of a small town preacher as being deity. Paul, amen, couldn't comprehend this in his mind, amen, a small town preacher like Jesus Christ, amen, go come, amen, and say that he is God. I, I can't understand that Paul was a very educated man. Learned, amen, by some of the greatest scholars, amen, and he knew the law. And I hear a small-time preacher coming preaching of what he thought was small. Paul was sincerely, even in the law, in what he thought, he, he was sincerely, amen, to the letter and what he believed and done. We can only, amen, imagine how we would react if one of our contemporary claim to be God. Amen. If somebody come, amen, I know how how, how I would react, amen, because I have met some, amen, that come down, amen, and say they are God. They are God. It didn't, amen, it didn't, it didn't bother me. Not one inch because I knew they were not God. They can claim what they want, amen, but that's not the God that I serve. However, amen, Paul personally encountered with the resurrection of Christ on the road of Damascus. When he, Paul, was on the way to persecute the church, God met him on the road of Damascus. God met him on the road of Damascus, and God shined so bright, and he acted like a boxer to Paul. He knocked Paul off his horse. And when, and, and when Paul felt that kind of power, he knew it was not human power. He asked the Lord a question. He said, who are thou? Anybody can do me like this. I want to know who you are. Anybody can dispel me and conquer me. I want to know who you are. And Jesus replied unto him, said, I am Jesus. I am Jesus. Whom thou persecute? That's me. The one that you are persecuting, the one that you are going down, amen, now to try to destroy. That's me. Hallelujah. Now Paul was getting real curious about this thing because he knew he was no match for that power that knocked him off that horse. I don't know, amen, whether Jesus have ever picked you up like a leaf in the wind and, and just showed you that you wasn't nobody. He have did me that way, amen. My God, when you under that kind of awesome power, you'll come, amen, to recognize that is God Almighty. Can't nobody do me like that but Jesus. Or you've been at the point of death and know that you were leaving here. Hallelujah. And you recognize who you were. And he told death to behave. Oh, bless his name tonight. One uh, one in all his glories that day, and it changed 
his mind forever. According to Acts, amen, 9 and 17. From that point, Father Paul began a lifelong quest to know more about Jesus. He was obese with the desire to possess that knowledge. I, I, I want to know something about him. Somebody can do me like that. I want to know something about him. The word knowing first appeared in the Bible when Adam knew Eve, his wife. That means he came into her and he knew her. I want to know him. I don't want to know of him, but I want to know him. Genesis 4 and 1. This indicates, amen, an intimately personal relationship based on knowing, sharing by the two of them. Amen. I got to have a personal relationship with him. I've got to be able, when I'm in a distress, is to talk to him, and i got to know that he will answer my prayer. i got to have a choice. I got to know him. I got to know him. I don't want to know of him. I got to know him. Oh, bless his name. Every believer tonight ought to reach deeply down in your spirit. And you, 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 you ought to say amen. I got to know him. I'm pressing. When, when everything is around you that's not going right and and amen, you don't know, amen, how things going to come out. You ought to say, amen, I'm pressing for the mark of a higher call. I got to get out of the work realm, amen. I got to get out of here. Thank God. Paul used a similar word to describe his desire and relationship with Jesus Christ. He said, as the bride of Christ. Amen. We all so desire to know all we can of him so we can be like him. A bride of Christ. He 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 wanted to, he wanted to be pleasing unto Jesus. A bride wants to be pleasing unto her husband. We also want to be pleasing unto Jesus. Such ourselves daily, every day of our life. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. And you're not being like a man. You're being like your Lord. Your Lord. He he is your Lord. Those of us, amen, that recognize who he is, he is our Lord. He is our Savior. He is our deliverer. He is our help in time of problems, amen, in time of trouble. He is our revelation. He is our salvation. To know Christ involved having a a relationship of oneness with him. You've got to come to be oneness with him. You've got to know him, amen, amen. Have a relationship of oneness with him, which includes, amen, a personal complete Surrendering to God. You got to surrender all of your beings unto the Lord in order to really to know Him. Such a relationship requires repentance, amen, from out of your heart. 
It requires repentance. Repent. Repent. I got to get clean, Lord. You got to wash me. Wash me with hyssop. Clean me, Lord. Repent from sin. What about tithing? What about chisel in Jesus' name? Go down in the water. Let the Lord wash you. Let the Lord wash you. Amen. Be preserved in Jesus' name. Amen. Nothing can destroy the name of Jesus. For the remission of your sin, for the forgiveness of your sin, we all have sin, and we came short of the glory of God. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, Acts 2 and 38. Yes, praise the Lord. I have went through those transitions, and amen, I still want to know him. Every day of my life, I'm still trying to understand this great, awesome God that we serve. The fleshly body then becomes a temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Your, your fleshly body comes to be a dwelling place where the Holy Spirit dwells at. That's why you cannot, amen, allow carnality. It overcome you. When your prayer life is supposed to be at amen, you can't let foolishness and be idle-minded. Amen. Just, just off the wall talking about everything and anything all day long. Your, 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 your body, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Your body is where Jesus Christ dwells at. You got to keep that body, that temple clean every day. You let amen trash fill it up, and that's what's going to come out. Amen trash going to come out. But amen, you keep Jesus there, and the power of Jesus will come out. We don't got so modern now, amen. We want to try to help Jesus out. But you, and let me tell you something. I don't care who you are. You can't help Jesus out. Jesus knows you, but you don't really know Jesus. From that point forward, a Christian should, amen, continue to allow the Spirit to guide him and, and reveal to him all truth. John 16 and 13, are you allowing the Spirit of the Lord to guide you? Are you, are, you being, are you being guided by the Spirit tonight? Are you pressing toward the mark of a higher call tonight? Or are you troubled by, amen, what is going on in the world? Be led by the Spirit of the Lord and be filled with the Spirit. And don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Consequently, knowing Christ becomes a lifetime learning experience. You, 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 know, you don't know him overnight. You don't know him overnight. And I thank God, amen, for the men and women of God now. But amen, I'm experiencing and looking in life, amen, now. It's too many young preachers. They haven't even got their foot wet. And they don't want to be taught. They want to be bishops. They want to be prophets. And haven't been in church a year. You got to learn Jesus. Just like you have to teach a little child, amen, 
the steps, amen, as he grow, amen, and come into a, 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 a maturity. I mean, you've got to grow in Jesus. It's to know Jesus. It takes a lifetime to really know Jesus. And then you still don't know him. You know of him, but you still don't know him. After the initial birth, amen, uh, after the initial new birth experience, one must continue his quest to know Jesus. Amen. Even if you've been born again, amen, you must continue, amen, to strive to know him that much more. The best way for a person to accomplish that is to obey the word of God. And that is truly important, is obeying the word of God. I didn't say obey tradition, amen, because tradition then got people uh, mixed up. Tradition has called mankind is to fail to obey God's word. Obey the word of God. When you find the light, walk therein. I don't care how long you've been in a church or been, amen, say you say, when you come to the knowledge of the truth, then you walk in the truth. Oh, hallelujah. Through God, though God's word, a person learned both the word and action of Jesus in response to the situation of life. And he can emulate them. Every Christian should practice Christ's habit of praying, self-efficient attitude, and his passion for lost souls. Every Christian ought to be concerned about lost souls. What can happen to us now, amen, in this 20th century, amen, when we're supposed to be smarter than ever, amen? We we, we, we have all kind of things going on in the church, but how many of us is really concerned about lost souls? We allow people to come in and we allow people to join the church, amen, and we bring them into the choir. We put them on the deacon board, and sometimes we don't tell them nothing about their souls. That's wrong. That's wrong. And if it's me, I'm going to give it comfort. And if it's you, you're going to give it comfort. Jesus set us an example by praying. And the attitude and his passion for lost souls. Any time of the unproceeding evil, how marvelous it would be for the Spirit to perform more miracles through the church to bring about a great measure of revival. Amen. In this time, amen, or evil, how important it would be for, for the Lord to be able to show miracles in the church. But you know what? People are not interested in that. They're not interested in miracles. And God is not going to display his power because, amen, he can display it. When the Lord work a miracle in the church, amen, he, he needs for things to be changed. Through the church, 
to bring about a great measure of revival. We need a revival right now. But how many is really praying in church? How many is really fasting in the church? How many is laying out before the Lord daily asking the Lord, amen, is to send all the revival? How many, praise the Lord, is witnessing to folks, amen, to bring all the revival? We sit back in our copper chairs and, amen, our copper places. And we say we love Jesus, but love is action. Love will get up. Love will go see about you. More than a Christian know about Jesus Christ and his power, the more Christ is able to to do, uh, to demonstrate it. His power through that individual. When, when, when you know something about Jesus, then, amen, the Lord is able to de- demonstrate his power. And when I got amen in this 20th century, listen, the demonstration of the power of the Lord can be upon you, and you can see the whole church sometimes climbing up. The church, amen, gets cold upon you because they don't know the manifestation of the power of God. They think you've got some kind of unfamiliar spirit sometimes when the power and the demonstration is upon you. But remember this, you are not your own. You don't belong to yourself. You have been brought with a price. And Jesus will use you as he see fit. It's followed through that individual. Hence, amen, the Christian should build a relationship with Christ that allows the Holy Spirit to operate freely. Let the Holy Spirit operate freely. Build that kind of relationship with Jesus. We have a form of godliness, but we deny the power thereof. We go in the church, we're singing the song. The word is being preached, but it's a form. There is no power, there is no anointing. But live a life that the Spirit can operate through you freely. Everybody will know that you are under the power and the anointing of the Lord. Because they know, amen, that you can't do that as a moral being. Christians should be built up and should build a relationship with Christ that allows the Holy Spirit to operate freely and less let us, amen, the more of him un, until all people see Jesus Christ shining through. Amen. We want to see Jesus shining through. Amen. Every born-again believer. Every born-again believer, especially when you're in the house of the Lord. Amen. The presence of the Lord should be upon all of God's people. But now we sit back in and we watch one another. And we watch one another to see, amen, whether one's going to sing a song or whether one's going to pray. No. We ought to be in a position we want to see the Spirit of the Lord shine upon all. The Spirit reveals that on Judgment Day, Jesus will announce to a special group, I never knew you. Don't let that be you. And I'm praying, God, amen, that's not me, because, amen, I'm obeying the word of God to the best of my ability. 
And the Lord said, oh, that I don't know, he will reveal that unto me. Amen. Jesus is going to reveal, amen, to a special group and say, I never knew you. Depart from me. Ye that work in iniquity. You are just in church, amen, and, and you are parading, amen, but your, 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 your heart is not there. He goes to depart from me. I never knew you. Because what you were done was phony. What you were done was going through a form. You wasn't real. You wasn't serving me from your heart. You honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. You get out of church and, and go right back and do the worldly things, amen, that you were done all that. Your heart was far from me. You go to church and make people think, amen, that you are a, a good person. Amen. No, no, no. You go to church to serve Jesus. Matthew seven twenty three says, amen, that your work was in iniquity. Why would Jesus say that to people who could cast out devils and do many mighty works through the power of his name? Surely it must be that they did not really know him. They didn't know him. They didn't know him. They were busy seeking to do their own will instead of his. Not fully obeying the word. Just going along with it. Amen. This is a way, amen, that we can keep the community together. This is a way, amen, that we can empower ourselves. Amen. This is a way we can make money. It's a shame, amen, but a lot of churches is out there just to make the money. They ain't out there for souls. And that's what reason Jesus is going to say, I never knew you because your work wasn't right in the beginning. True submission to Christ requires the denial of one flesh, desire, and selfish will and ambiguity. Another way to know Christ is through the fellowship of his suffering. I want to know him. I want to know him. As a person become one with him through total surrendering to his word. Come one with him. I surrender all. And that is not someday. That is every day. He'll find himself at odds with many of those who do not fully know Christ. You'll find yourself at odds, amen. You're a fanatic now, amen. It's all right to love Jesus, but you're just going too far. You are All of your time, you're occupying it with Jesus. Well, that's all right with me, amen. Because what you offer me is not eternal life. Jesus is offering me eternal life. But you'll find yourself with odds with your brothers and sisters, amen, that you that call yourself your brothers and sisters because now you're devoting too much of your time to the Lord. Many of those who do not fully know Christ 
the world, the church, because it is the active body of Christ today. The world hates the church. The world hates the church because, amen, the church condemns the world, and they don't like the church. People praise the Lord. Many times they get angry with you, amen, because you bear the name of Jesus. Just because you give honor and give glory to Jesus, people get angry with you. And you know why they get angry with you? Because they don't know who he is. If the Jews would have known who Jesus was, they never would have crucified him, but they didn't know him. And ignorance is not an excuse today. People get mad with you because, amen, you uphold the name of Jesus. An individual, amen, take on his name when he is baptized in the name of Jesus. You take on the name of Jesus. When you baptize, you take on the name of Jesus. I've been down in Jesus' name. One should notice that every baptism, every baptized member in the book of Acts involved the name of Jesus. Everyone, amen, we build up on, amen, the apostle doctrine. Jesus Christ is our chief cornerstone. And every man, Acts, amen, 2 and 38, Acts 10 and 48, Acts 19 and 5, amen, it involves the name of Jesus. Many times a person immediately feels opposite upon making this choice. But Jesus foretold his, he, he foretold this. When he started, when he stated that his disciple would be hated of all men for his namesake, Mark 13 and 13. As Christians, we know Christ in part by experiencing the abuse he has to endure. Paul felt honorable to be partakers of this suffering and admonishing believers not to be ashamed of it. Don't be ashamed because people hate you because you love Jesus. Because you really know who Jesus is. Pray for those that despitefully use you. Them that persecute you. Don't get angry with them, but pray for them. Second Timothy 2 and 12 says, If we suffer, we should also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. So don't you let, amen, don't deny him if he don't reveal himself to you. To let you know who he really is, and he say, I will reveal myself unto whom I will. He don't reveal himself to everybody. That's when everybody, amen, don't claim the name of Jesus because he has not revealed himself to everybody. As one experienced the tramp and disappointment Christ went through, then he will truly know him. I'm pressing, I'm pressing, I'm pressing toward, I'm pressing tonight. I'm pressing 
saints of God is in my spirit tonight. I believe that you are too, but press like never before. Time, amen, is closer than we think, amen. If you ever have press, press now. Get up and start doing what you know to do. Witness like never before. I'm pressing. Life without a goal is like a ship on the sea without a destination. You ought to have a goal in your mind. Heaven is our goal. Amen. Life without a goal is like a ship on the sea without a destination. Don't know where it's going. And people, amen, right now, they don't know where they are going. They're just out there. A Christian goal is the it is found in the word of an old gospel song. Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. Like Enos, the Christian walked along the pathway until God take him home. Paul listed a sequences of events in Philippians 3 that will make the believer destined sure when following. He said, not as though I have already obtained. I have made I haven't made it yet. I'm fighting the same old fight, amen, that everybody else is fighting. I haven't made it yet. Not as though I have already obtained. Either we're already perfect. I ain't perfect. Amen. I'm not perfect. I'm trying to get perfection, but I'm not perfect. Either we're already perfect, but I follow after that. I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ. Jesus, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this is one thing I do. I forget an old thing which are behind me. Quit living in the past. Quit living, amen, upon what people done did to you and how they done hurt you and how you've been wounded. Quit thinking of those things. Press on over that. Press over that. Press over that. We sometimes can't, can't, can't grow in Christ from looking backwards. When uh, the Lord... Loud fire to come down out of Sodom and Gomorrah. He told Amen. I believe it was that Noah. Abraham, Amen. He told me, Amen. His wife, don't look back. I'm gonna take you out of this city, Amen. But don't you look back. If you look back, you're gonna turn into a pillow of salt. But all, listen, all the drumming in her mind, she heard the noise, and she just couldn't help from looking back. Quit looking back in life. Come on, children. Quit looking back. Ever was in the back, it doesn't happen. Look forward. Press on. Press. I do forget those things which are behind me, and I'm reaching forward. Unto those things which are before me. I'm pressing for the mark of a prize. 
the higher calling of God in Christ Jesus. I want to go higher. I don't want to stay where I'm at. I want to go higher. Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect or mature, grown-up children. We got a whole bunch of children in church playing games. Amen. They are fighting in the bind one another. We got a whole lot of children. We don't have too many grown-up, mature children in the house of God. Understanding what the will of God is. We need some grown-up saints in the church that know how to suffer things, take things, and put it in the right perspective and go on and praise the Lord. Not bring it, bring something to happen. Every time you look at me, they're bringing that same thing up, stirring up more hell in church. But they're the most saved and they're the most sanctified folks in the church. You've got to forget the things that are behind you. And you've got to reach for the things before you. And let us, therefore, as many as be perfect minded, be perfect, be thus minded. Let us be like Jesus. And if any thing ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Philippians 3, 12 and 15, God will reveal this unto you. Let us be like Jesus. First, a person must forget the past. You got to forget the past. You got to forget the past. Yesterday's history cannot be personal, rewritten. One must forget, forgive another and himself. You must forget the past. You got to learn how to forgive. Forgive. You say, well, Bishop, I can forgive, but I can't forget. Well, amen, you got to learn how to crucify your foot. You got to put this thing behind you. If you want to grow in Christ, you want to know who he is. You got to die out daily. Kill your flesh. If you don't kill it, you never will grow spiritual enough to really understand who Jesus is. One must forgive another and, and himself. Paul had to live with the fact that in his anti-Christian past, he had caused Christians to blaspheme and persecute them unmerciful. Acts 26 and 11. But he evidence received God's forgiveness. Paul, amen, did people wrong, all kind of ways, women, young people, men, amen. But God in the divine mercy forgave Paul. Because when Paul turned around and come on the right way, Jesus will forgive you. I don't care what you have done. The Lord will forgive you. He will forgive you. Yes, he'll even forgive you for murdering. Amen. I'm pressing for the mark of a higher calling, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Second, a Christian must eagerly strive for spiritual gold. Amen. You got to strive, amen, for spiritual gold. Get all this carnality out of your mind. You ain't going to find no spiritual gold on TV. You ain't going to find it in the ball game. This comes, amen, by much praying and fasting and looking up to Jesus, asking the Lord to reveal himself to you. 
Everyone can do something for God no matter what his age or circumstance, or circumstance or ability is. Amen. You can do something for the Lord. You are inexcusable. You you can't say, oh, well, I got too old. I can't do it. You can say yes to the Lord. Amen. You can tell people, amen, how to love Jesus. Everybody can tell somebody something about Jesus. One should always reach forward. Don't reach backwards, amen, but reach forward. Reach forward. The Greek word for reaching forward is and refers to an athlete throwing himself towards forward in the race with all of his energy, his strength to all to the very utmost an athlete man he 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 stretches himself he pushes himself every muscle every nerve amen he going forward he he does it he running he running amen he don't want to lose he don't have time amen to think about a crap coming praise Lord. he's reaching forward so are we in Christ Jesus you got to forget that you lost the race last week. But this week I'm going to win it. You got to forget, amen, how people talked about you and down on you on last week. This week, amen, I'm an overcomer. I'm pressing. I'm pressing toward the mark of a higher call, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The Christian should not become entangled with those who love to criticize and complain. Get from among, amen, those that love to criticize and complain. Nothing is never right. Come out from among them. They'll bring you down if you allow them. You got a bunch of complainers in the, in the church, in the religious world. We got a bunch of complainers. God bless you. My time is up. Praise the Lord. This is Dr. Moore. Amen. Be back. Amen. Next week, if God delay is coming into the hands of my announcement. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Dr. Moore. That was really good tonight. Please don't forget on Sunday, the 15th, 11.30 a.m. service, I'll be celebrating Dr. Moore's 78th birthday celebration during the morning service. If you're not there, we'll see you next Wednesday for a prayer next Thursday for Bible study. God bless and good night, everybody. Good night.